isn't the point of traveling to get away from it all, to feel the best you've ever felt? Then maybe you should check out Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. When your trip comes to an end, you won't need another vacation because you just had the vacation. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. This episode is brought to you by the Water Bottle 2.0. Everybody has a water bottle. Everybody knows how to use a water bottle. But how do you use one for brushing your teeth in the backcountry? Now there's a solution. The Water Bottle 2.0 is a smaller version of an actual water bottle, but it's used for the sole purpose of squirting water onto your toothbrush. Struggle no longer. Pour water from your original bottle no longer. Thanks to Derek's amazing, innovative spirit, you can brush your teeth with ease just before you get some Z's. Check it out at (laughs) backpackingblitzers.com. everybody this is Derek and with me today is the only man to ever make all of wildlife a plot just by getting past the first trailhead at the beginning of the trail Carl Mandrioli is here <laughs> in the just house. getting past the first trailhead just, just getting past, past it a couple steps nobody thought you could do it one at a time exactly yeah. baby steps with me today is Derek Somerville he's a man that once read about the dangers of backpacking and then he gave up reading oh boy oh jeez. Whew, moving on. Um, today, we have uh, top 10. Top 10 most likely ways to die most on the likely. trail. Yeah. And how to survive, really, right? How are you going to survive? Yeah. And I'm curious how you're going to survive some of these. So. And, and, you know, our show is family-friendly, so we're not going to get too graphic. But we are still talking about death, so consider that as you're listening. We can still make it fun. We can yeah, make it try. fun. We can make it safe. We can try to help people survive out there, but there is going to be some death references mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, just kind of keep that in mind if you have kids or if you have, you know, weak-minded people such as Derek mm. in your car while you're driving. Original. Yeah. Original. Okay. All right. So I've got a Bible verse for the episode. Uh, this is Psalm 24:3. Mm. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Mm. I predict you've heard that verse before, yeah? A couple times. Yeah. A couple times. Okay. Couple times yeah. All right. So do you have any fears when you walk through the valleys of the shadows of the mountains? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, no, not really. I mean, I guess Fearless. if it's... Fearless, just fearless. I mean, I guess it depends. Like if, in, in, in general, no, but I think if uh, certain, I think when it's like thunder shower or there's creepy sounds, I think mm. your mind tends to like go that direction of something super negative happening. So I think, okay. um, you know, I think we've, we're all capable of going to that place. So mm-hmm. I think it's good to, you know, address it okay. from time to time. All right. Keep us respectful of the outdoors. Yeah. Mother right. nature. So, so your answer is no, but yes. No in general. No Correct. in general. Okay. Unless well. Carl is throwing rocks at me. <laughs> then I, get I, th- I think most backpackers don't like have specific fears or things that they're concerned about. Maybe. So, so what about you then? Are you just no fear? I'm pretty no fear. I think wow. I've, I've gotten to the, the, the point of fear that like panic mode, I think once in the mm. backcountry, but that was still like year one mm-hmm. and it wasn't even on a backpacking trip it was on the hiking trip this is the story i told oh man all the way back in season one where i got mm-hmm. stuck in yosemite falls and and oh, death yeah. was pretty imminent at that point yeah yeah, yeah if yeah. not for search yeah. and rescue so i think that's the only time i can think of like actual fear where i'm like i'm about to die that's fair 
But I think for people that haven't gone yet, the the newbies out there or people that just go solo or maybe they've gone with groups and then they're about to go solo, I think that they have true fears or concerns mm-hmm. in the backcountry. But strangely, mm-hmm. I think what they're afraid of is not what the most common ways to die on the trail are. I think those things, mm-hmm. things do not go together, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Right. We're going to find out on this list, actually. So we got yep. the top 10. Yeah. And... So, okay, I took this, I actually looked up different resources and tried to find kind of like a comprehensive list of most common ways to die. And the best one that kind of encompassed everything that was on the different resources I looked at was actually Backpacker Magazine, of all things. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. So. Here we go, then. Got to give credit to Backpacker Magazine, okay. even though I'm not a subscriber anymore, and I think that they've sold out. <laughs> for sure, they sold out. Yeah, for sure. Okay. It's like a catalog now. It's not really a magazine. <laughs> Advertisements everywhere. It is advertisements everywhere. <laughs> Okay, so right. uh, so we're gonna. No, we'll take you want to start us? I'll yeah. start us off. Okay, right, um, number ten. Number ten way to die is uh, ticks and mosquitoes. Yeah, you heard me say it. Every year, hundreds of people will fall victim to the illnesses created by these little pests. I had a few friends actually who contracted Lyme disease from ticks. I don't know if it was up from about being on the trail, but it was from mainly living in more rural areas. Mm-hmm. So, kind of go hand in hand, but. Um, Bugs, bugs. I mean, bugs are just, okay. they carry all kinds of diseases and all kinds of things. So well, I wonder about the people that, that have gotten Lyme disease. Well, first of all, they didn't die. They didn't die, but their whole, well, there where was a were pretty they, big. Like, what, what part of the world are they in? South. When they got in it. the South. Okay. Um, and they, I want to say they were in a forest, but I think part of the norm uh, of people that I've, I've encountered growing up and friends would be like, you know, we go outside and play out there and then you come back home and mom would do like a tick check on the regular. And I'm like a tick check. Like, I don't even know what that is out here in California. So, um, yeah, some of them got bit by, by, uh, ticks and one of them, one or two of them got Lyme disease. And so like their whole internal system, like they felt, you know, all the, all the symptoms of Lyme disease just hit them hard and they couldn't figure it out for a while and all this other stuff. But it can be a pretty big game changer. Even if you're not going to maybe die from it, I think it can still severely affect you, uh, your immune system and all these other things about in your body that it can be really just uncomfortable and yeah. inhibiting. But we don't, we're not talking about uncomfortable and inhibiting. We're, we're talking, talking about, about death. Death, that's right. So, But this, yeah, people can legit die from this. You get dengue, malaria. Yeah, and I think the number ones, I got a number one solution for this. Oh, boy. Yeah, and this is go back about a year, March mm. of last year, and listen to the episode we did on, with the Tick Terminator. He covers this. Yep. He does. Ad nauseum. Ad nauseum. So, so much it might actually tick you off. Oh, wow. Whoa. Wow. Just yeah. lost a subscriber there. Like <laughs> yep. So anyway, yeah, no, we, we did cover this. And so with the bugs, we talked about mosquitoes. We talked about, specifically with mosquitoes, we talked about using the uh, the thermocell mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. kind of send them away when you're at camp. And mm-hmm. then, of course, there's mosquito netting and the bugs, bug spray and all that stuff, the bug mm-hmm. juice, the DEET. So I don't think we need to recover that because we, we covered that in episodes. But it is interesting that that made the top 10 list is that the, it's the Crazy. bugs. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's hard to know if it's top 10 specifically for backcountry or like is that when people are, are or in the world them or if it's just like when kids are going out and playing you know like you're yeah. saying so yeah, I, I don't know i don't know if the, it's kind of hard to tell but it is one of the the most common ways so yeah it's true. number 10 all right. all right number nine what do you got number nine is still not super common mm. it's the ninth most common and that is uh death due to flash 
floods. Whoa. Okay. Whoa. I think people get concerned, especially going, you know, to Utah, Slot Canyons, mm-hmm. Arizona, all those places are like, mm-hmm. hey, we're now at risk. And you know what? You are. You are at risk. But it's still Correct. very, very rare. Very, Correct. very rare. And the reason why it's even in the top 10 is not because that it's, you know, more common than a lot of other things. It's more, it's because that when flash floods do take people out, it's usually not just one. It's usually a group of people. So it's like mm-hmm. a, a group death. Yeah, if you're going, you're going shot. with people that you love. Usually, you know, usually. Going out with your friends. Right. I go out in a flash flood with you. You do that? You'd like to try to survive one? Well, if I'm going to go, I mean, uh, if you were there, let's let's go together. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Are you, you're the guy that's going to like grab the rope, like throw the grappling hook up onto the ledge and be like, Carl, just grab my hand. I'd have to because you don't really throw that far. So I'd have to throw the grappling hook. Yeah. Okay. I actually was, uh, when I was, when I was going down the Grand Canyon river rafting, mm-hmm. there was a flash flood one day. Okay. And we had, it was sunshine and rainbows. And then within minutes, it seemed like it was just downpour, get the ponchos on, everything's wet, right. the river's going crazy. It was quick. So it, yeah. it, it is a really scary thing when it does happen, but it is pretty rare, thankfully. Right. So it is. And then was that the time when the flashes happened? Is that when you got attacked by the water coolers? The water, <laughs> that was a different day. Um, same trip, different okay. day. Now, just to clarify, so water coolers, metal heavy water coolers are not on the top 10 list, but Derek did almost get killed by them. Can you quickly share that story? Again? I believe it's 11 on the list. Okay. Um, so, yeah. No, we were going down the, the Grand Canyon, Colorado River, and uh, we were in some pretty high rapid areas. And so I, I thought to myself, well, I've usually sat in the front of the boat. Let me go sit back like on the side of the boat by grandma. Right. That's safe back there. Yeah. So there was- well, This is your grandma that's been on the show. No, different grandma. Okay. Yeah, different grandma. <laughs> yeah, I know, shocking. I know, so many grandmas. So many grandmas. So anyway, we hit a, a pretty huge bump, um, and uh, I flew back. So the, the boat kind of like, I guess you could say, folded up. It was like a big- inflatable boat essentially so i fell in between these two rows of uh all the food all the drinks all the all the coolers there and so as i jumped in i immediately jumped out and as soon as i jumped out of that gap the boat slapped together like that and, the, and i would probably would have like lost an appendage or my yeah head or something because was, again because of water coolers water coolers yeah Derek. what a way to go yeah if I went to yeah. water cooler, how yeah. did he die? Yeah. Water coolers. Yeah. And again, not in the top 10, but still <laughs> worth sharing for sure. It's on the list. 11. Okay. But good news about, like, last thing about flash floods, good news about that is that the people that did actually end up dying, like, mm. simply ignored multiple signs, like, the flash mm. was, flood was coming and just were not safe at all. So even people that are, if you're mildly concerned about it, you're probably not going to have this issue. Yeah. We say probably yeah. because we can't guarantee anything. True. It's true. All right. So that's number that's number nine. What you got from number so eight? Number eight is uh, suicides. Ooh. We've all heard of this one. So they're especially common in national parks, but the victims usually tend to launch from, you know, drive up cliffs or other accessible spots. And the backcountry suicides are much less frequent and only usually a handful of those are reported annually. So okay. if you're going out there and you're doing it, it sounds like, you know, you have some intention behind it. I'm going to go find a spot where I can right. just like launch my car somewhere crazy. And just, or they drive there and then they launch, or they drive them. Yeah. 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 Unfortunate in both ways. But so, how do you avoid suicide then? I guess is the question. If we're trying to, you know, save lives out there, uh, that's a whole other podcast, though. I got a solution. Oh boy. Here we go. Okay. Listen to the podcast. Uh, yeah, kind of because that'll make you laugh. (laughs) I've got, uh, you can join Patreon and (laughs) (laughs) join Patreon. You can pay us some money (laughs) and you won't commit suicide. You have a a built in community to to go backpacking with. And so if you feel lonely, you know what? The folks that go on the Patreon trips are very encouraging and awesome. And let's be honest, like if I'm going to go commit suicide in the backcountry, that's just a bad way to do it because it's so much work to get out there. Mm. What a waste. There's, yeah. 
you know? Yeah, um, I don't want to make light of suicide, but I think that if, yeah, if you need community, we have a lot of folks that have yeah. either not gone backpacking before or they're new to it. And, um, yeah, these Patreon trips are definitely easy ways in. So true. There you go. All right, that's number eight. All right, number uh, seven. Number seven. I actually got some thoughts on number seven. Number seven is avalanches. Oh, have you been in an avalanche? Barry? Ooh, no, I haven't, actually. Not yet? That's one thing that I haven't had an issue with. Uh, can all hope. They're still rare. I mean, avalanches happen all the time, but in terms of actually like hitting hikers or skiers or snowboarders, mm. they're still pretty rare. They do, they're just highly unpredictable. But here's my thought on the avalanches is like okay. you have the avalanche locator, like the beacon, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you and I are together and I get buried and you're able to dig yourself out, like the beacon can help. The beacon, right. It can help you locate me. You can save my could. life, right? If I want to, yeah. But if you're going solo, like what's that going to do? What, would you need a beacon? Would you that's still, what I'm wondering. Is like, it, is like by the time somebody gets there they're to find you, They could find your dead body, I guess. Yeah. Right? But that's, yeah. Seems like a waste though. So I just wonder, dead, I okay. haven't done a lot in avalanche zone. So for mm. those of you that are more experienced, like if you're going solo, do, the, mm. do you really need one? Because isn't it too late at that point? Is it a safety net? For, Is there a scenario where you could like have a pocket of air and survive for a while? I don't know. I always thought about that. Couldn't I just like dig a little hole? Yeah. And create air? I don't know. Like just generate air in this yeah. space where there's no air. Or could I just melt it if I had gas or like burped mm. or, you know, you okay. could probably melt some snow. Probably. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's so interesting. avalanches. Avalanches. Okay. okay. Um, Wait, we didn't really talk about how to avoid them. How do you avoid? Don't go to the dying? snow. <laughs> Never um, go backpacking in the wintertime. That's interesting. Uh, how do you avoid avalanches? Yeah. I mean, geez, that's a tricky. I mean, I guess. What do I don't know? What do you think? I think. <laughs> yeah. You, see, you see a lot of. You see, <laughs> I don't know, Carol. Uh, they say like loud. What do they say? Like loud noises cre- can create an avalanche. Is that is that a thing? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, I don't know if you, yeah. How maybe. loud though? I don't know. Right. And then, um, you, you know, I, I, I don't know. I think, um, just taking not sometimes like when you, when you're, <laughs> you're approaching, you're really struggling. No, I'm trying to word it. <laughs> <laughs> if you are approaching like a, like some type of mountain or whatever, and you see like a big patch of snow, like maybe don't take the most direct, obvious route. Maybe try and go just like go around. around. Yeah. Go okay. around the avalanche. Exactly. <laughs> Here, here's a, here's a parallel uh, example. When I was in Antarctica, we were on a kayak, we were in kayaks and uh, off to the right, there were like these huge, like hundred foot shelves of ice. And we were out there and one of them broke off mm-hmm. while we were in the kayaks. And it sounded like thunder number one, but it created this huge uh, wave or awake or whatever yeah. you want to call it. and so we were we were a good distance away but we could tell they were going to come right at us so we obviously were going to get out of the way but the guy's like you know make sure you guys when you're kayaking try to like not just go kayak right over all by all all these huge cliffs and stuff but maybe take some more indiscreet mm. routes and stay near the land so you guys can avoid some of this stuff but right. i don't know just that mentality of maybe not going direct but maybe kind of going around and if you, and you were in a kayak at that point was in a kayak. Okay, so had you let's but say that, that wave could have it could kill you no, for because sure. you're so, going to tip over and freeze in like seconds. All right, so let's water. say that you were close to one of those, you know, the ice shelves are breaking off. Mm-hmm. Let's say you were too close, you weren't heeding his warning, and it did. The wake was coming right at you. Would there be a scenario where your your water cooler attacked you there? Water cooler? Uh, no, Carl, okay. that would not be fit right. or go with the story. All right, so just yeah. to, just to wrap it up, just to kind of put a bow on this one, uh-huh. your solution for how to avoid what the was your solution for the avalanche? No, no, no I want to recap what you just said. Uh-huh. Is is to kayak away from the land? <laughs> That's not what I said at all. <laughs> You're a great listener. You're the worst listener ever. 
<laughs> you, we talked about avalanches. You're talking about kayaking. I'm talking about taking land. less discreet routes, like okay. more okay. not direct. Like, you're the worst listener ever. How do you even handle? How do you get through life? Oh my gosh. How do you order at McDonald's? Right. Oh my gosh. I don't order McDonald's exactly because right. I so can't that, handle you. So what, what's your What's your solution? I mean, there's times when you're if you're out in the snow, you're gonna get caught. But there's definitely uh-huh. intel where you look at where the the danger the, the dangerous avalanche zones are. You pay attention to the snow. Intel. What's, what's the yeah. intel? Like like websites. Like so websites. To, yeah. So your answer is look at websites before. So weather yeah, can't change a, before. It can for sure. Okay. But so we went on our rise. hut trips and we knew where the avalanche zones were. And so there was mm. a hut. So we we're going to do like a hut to hut trip near Aspen, Colorado. Mm. And, but the avalanche changes were high. So we ended up just doing like going to the single hut and not connecting the dots there. Oh, so, so you took a more discreet roundabout. We kayaked away from the land. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> kayaked away from the land. All right. Take a roundabout way. All right. So avalanches. All right. So that one. That was painful. Was that yours or was that? That was yours. Okay. What's Hallelujah. next? Hallelujah. So, uh, number six. <laughs> thank the Lord. Is lightning. Yes. Going. Uh, we, we have some experiences with lightning. We'll probably talk about that. But if you're going mm-hmm. high in July, uh, start early. And afternoon is always high voltage hour in many, many mountain ranges. So. Right. Be aware of that. We had that trip. Um, we had swords out. We had uh, mm-hmm. metal poles out. We had all kinds of metal poles. not camera slider. Camera slider. That's yeah. right. Not wise things out during a huge lightning storm. Right. We were which exposed. was. I think we were all pretty a little. Some of us were concerned. Yeah. Some of us wanted to quit. And we, meaning not Jarek or I, just to clarify, I was responsible because you're cameras. afraid of nothing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. The right. lightning. I'm, I get. Yeah, that's a good call. I actually do get a little concerned about the lightning. Because um, the the most of I was concerned was actually not you're talking about the trip in Yosemite where we were like there was no coverage we were just on an exposed high right. above tree line zone right but the more I was actually more concerned a couple of years before that when we were Maroon Bells when we had to get over the mountain pass and we were hitting that early afternoon time frame and we had people that were struggling with elevation like you specifically oh yeah and I'm like can you go a little faster and you're like uh, no, no no I can't I can't, I can't no. go faster I'm like lightning's coming and yeah i didn't really have a good solution for that because we had to get up over the pass but at the same time we were exposing ourselves to lightning so that was probably the, i thought that was more dangerous to be honest yeah i think i said bring it on lightning let's go yeah so yeah. people typically plan their trips like you know doing the passes earlier in the morning mm-hmm. or the mm-hmm. you know if you're peak bag and like that kind of thing mm-hmm. but i mean that's a yeah it's number six on the list man it's, it's getting up there it's getting up there getting and up we there. had uh justin outdoors on a couple of years ago he talked about how he almost got struck by lightning yeah where like I mean he got or maybe like semi struck he had like his pants were burned but he didn't have like a direct hit I don't know what that means but number five number five that is uh, heat stress oh yeah hundred percent okay yeah why read read it read, what are you got? I'm not gonna read if we're not reading well tell me I mean tell me what you got okay well have you, you had it before um I want to say I've approached some heat stress yeah. okay yeah. yeah it's more of an issue like in the south and the southwest yeah you know you're getting dehydrated you're not obviously drinking not only water but electrolytes Mm -hmm. and so people often confuse like heat stroke with heat exhaustion most people just get the heat exhaustion but if you kind of succumb to those symptoms long enough it can turn into a heat stroke and and you could actually die from that so yeah heat stress is is big time no joke no joke so how do you avoid that derek stay hydrated oh wow wow stay in the shade when possible right right We had a guy who was suffering from heat stress, and he was an older guy. I want to say 70 years old. Uh, we talked about him a year ago. He, he was like the mm. – we encountered him. He was like a different group's trip saboteur, and he was just 
yeah, not hydrated, not just not doing this. He was like a doctor who couldn't figure this out. So, you know, it's so interesting too because it's yeah. so, it's such a simple answer. Yeah, you know, yeah, he was just somebody who just wasn't being careful, and so we had to save his life, and we did. It's crazy. Yeah, not really. Uh, that was number five. What's number four? Number four is the opposite. It's uh, good old hypothermia. Hypothermia. Like exposure attacks, you know, the mind and the body quickly. I think, uh, you know, you're going to get your dexterity and your decision-making is going to be impaired. So I, I remember end of the Antarctica trip, we jumped. The guy's like, let's jump in the water mm-hmm. with our dry suits on. Not that it matters, but. Uh, it doesn't matter. It does. Yeah. So I went. Well, I guess it does. We jumped in. And I, I think I immediately tried to jump out, and I could barely just even grab the, the kayak. It was so hard to do it because right. it was just instant. Right. So you don't really understand, like, the magnitude of how cold cold can really affect you and mm-hmm. how quickly things can go south. But, right. Um, but it's not – and it's not just the body. Like, your mind, you start making bad decisions. You're like, I don't know. I can't decide. And you just like – Yeah. Yeah. It it's physically just, affects your mind. It's like you're numb, yeah. your mind becomes numb. It's just crazy. But uh, – And, uh, yeah, so how do you avoid hypothermia? Why don't you tell us this time? Why don't you Because <laughs> you can think, get hypothermia. You can even get hypothermia in like tropical waters that are oh, like yeah, 80 because, degrees. You right, still because get the water is colder than your body temperature. Correct, yeah. So it just takes longer. Enough, yeah. Yeah. So I think, so you're, you don't want to like fumble around with answers anymore. And so you're just like. Just, I think you're afraid and you're avoiding answers. So people want to hear from you as well. You think that I'm not prepared. You want to layer? What do you want me to just give you all the answers? You want to layer? Layer's good, yep. Okay, what's your... What well, if you, you? Want to, if you want to introduce our uh, our new sponsor, the Vaucluse Cool Dry oh, Frame, ooh. to keep the back sweat off your back, to keep that airflow going. Um, you don't... I mean, the sweat kind of like kind of ties in the layers, but the sweat on your body when you're not moving, that's going to cool your you know core temperature down Quickly. a lot. Quickly. So any way to stay dry. Yeah. So we actually... Yeah, if, if you want to... Um, kind of dig deeper into the hypothermia thing. We actually kind of already covered this with our guest, Marty Morissette from a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So, so check that out. He, he kind of goes into the details on, on layering, but that's, that's the big one right there. And yeah. just having, you know, obviously having changes of clothes and that kind of thing. Yeah. And proper, staying dry, proper gear. Right. All right. That was number four. Number four. Uh, next up we have this one affects, I kind of lumped these two together, but the, the real number three is heart attacks. Mm. But I kind of lumped in altitude sickness as well, kind of like the health issues, because I think heart attacks is more for the older folks out there. That's more common. Mm. But the altitude sickness could be anybody. And so they say that at risk are baby, baby boomer men who are trying to keep up with their younger selves. They're just people who are not <laughs> heeding the warning signs of like Heed. the stress of your body mm. as you get higher or as you work harder in the mountains mm-hmm. specifically. Mm-hmm. So I heard chili mac with beef kind of contributes to altitude. Having too much, yeah. it does. Is that, it does. That's a fact. The so beef, you have chili mac with beef every single day. Yeah, you lose friends and have right. heart attacks. That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Backpacker magazine proved <laughs> it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Check <laughs> it out at backpacker.com. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> nice. That's right. So heart attacks. Uh, how do you stop a heart attack? <laughs> what do you have for this one? My left arm's a little. Yeah. I don't know. No, thankfully no. Um, this is scary though. I mean, all these things can happen. Like up in the, the altitude is no joke. I mean, I've had altitude a couple of times when mm-hmm. I was younger, and then a couple, a few years ago, right? And it's it's just debilitating. I think yeah. you just. Uh, I I felt kind of like that vertigo sensation, and I think if you don't listen to your body and keep pushing, that's when things can happen. I know I just mm-hmm. got to camp and I did like no camp chores. I know you'll say nothing new, but I went to the tent wow, you're so defensive. and, uh, just, I was like, I know I need to sleep if I'm going to get better. Wait, which is your, when, when was this? This was in, what was this? This was, uh, no, four years ago. 
something like that. I don't know. All right. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, I went and uh, laid down. Okay. And got some food. Yeah, in I me. mean, really, you're supposed to go to lower elevation. But well, we were coming down a mountain, so it was okay. going to happen anyway. But uh, All right. yeah, I felt better the next day. Nice. Yeah, okay. it's good. Well, good for me. Yeah, there's. I mean, we. I think we did a whole episode on altitude sickness. I think last year, so you can check that one out as well. But those are yep. those are things that definitely be more mindful of because they are. It is number three in the list. It is and it kind of it kind of comes out of nowhere too. Yeah. Like sometimes you don't really anticipate it happening. Right. So and the heart attacks is crazy because that's actually like more common than hypothermia. Not crazy. You think that hypothermia because I think people are afraid of being cold on a backpacking trip, right? People eating way too much cheese and chili or something on the trail. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Figure it out. All right. Change the diet. All right. Number two, uh, drowning. Drowning. What? Drowning. We're going to call right. it mishaps on the frozen lakes. Mm-hmm. Whitewater rivers represent the second most common uh, cause of death in the wilderness. I mean, and this can happen, like we talked about this many times, like in a blink of an eye. Hey, mm-hmm. I want to jump off this little ledge into this little, you know, pool area, but I don't realize it's connected to a huge waterfall mm-hmm. a, a few meters down or whatever, and it just sucks you over and you don't right. understand that the force of the water, so. Right. Um, how do you avoid that, girl? How do you avoid drowning other than your snorkel? <laughs> I mean, I think that I think the, the key here is you look at the core, right? So the issue is people are falling through frozen lakes. Mm. So if you if it's early season or if it's, you know, just the big, you know, early, early winter, late winter, whatever. I don't know. You don't want to trust the ice. Like you got to be with somebody who's an expert that knows what they're doing you know, in terms of going out on the ice. So that's one thing. But it's also a lot of people that are doing like the white water kayaking. This is all backcountry mm-hmm. stuff. So I mm-hmm. think if you're talking about like your average backpacker, mm-hmm. I don't think that happens very often. I would hope not. Yeah. Like you're talking like, like you're saying it's more likely you're, you're swimming in a stream and get swept down. You're talking well, about. Well, I'll say this. I was in uh, Yosemite. I want to say it was like late July and there was some snow on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, the river was ankle high and uh, we were able to cross it, yes, but the the rangers, which, you know, we've talked about ranger fun, but they were saying that two weeks before that, the river was a lot higher, mm-hmm. once they maybe calf to knee, and two or three people fell over the falls. Yeah. They were trying to walk through it. So you right. really, I think that's maybe where it's most dangerous a lot of times, where you think you can cross, but you mm-hmm. really don't understand the power of a river, and you get yourself in a real pickle. So. Right. Um, and Carl here doesn't bring trekking poles, so that's a real mm, problem. And he doesn't yeah. have me there with him. What's he going to do? So yeah. I think no, like like to find a branch in a forest to use a trekking pole. Like how is that possible? I know it's really hard. But even though he still asks me for my trekking poles occasionally, so <laughs> I think that, I mean that's like one of those things we've talked about before. Like if you're unsure or if you're not a hundred percent sure then go find a different way around the river. Mm-hmm. Even that might mean take a longer route, but it's, right. you know, obviously worth it. So Or try to cross them earlier in the morning versus like later in the day where right. more snow is melted, Correct. so they're going to be higher. So Correct. there's that. But I think, yeah, in terms of like drowning in a lake, I don't think that's very common. Mm, I don't think people I would think worry that. about that. Like do people fall through frozen lakes a lot? I'm saying like a lake when like summertime backpackers swimming. Yeah, I didn't clarify that. I mean, you could, I, I'll, I'll make this argument. Like if you're doing cliff jumping, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say you find a cool cliff and you know, it's you can see through, maybe it's really clear, mm-hmm. but you jump in the water and you don't realize how cold it is. That could create a problem too. Cause like, I remember when I was jumping in after Knowlton at, at Thousand Lakes and Mammoth, it was Thousand Lakes. Yeah. I just like your names, like your memory for names. Is thousand awesome. Lakes, Lake of a Thousand Lakes. A lake? lake? Thousand, a thousand islands, lakes. Thousand Island Lake, <laughs> Thousand go. Island Lake, Thousand Island. It was a yeah. thousand something, whatever. I'm doing a thousand piece puzzle over here too. Okay. Uh, Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. I'm about three quarters <laughs> of the way done. Um, anyway, so I went and jumped after Knowlton okay. and uh, man, it was cold. It was just like a piercing cold through my chest. And I, I was like, oh gosh, mm-hmm. I'm out here in the middle of the lake. And like, what am I going to do? So 
if so you're saying you could have died right there uh, i mean it was sunny too yeah. but i don't know i mean I, it was thankfully it was like decent weather but like you could i could see if it was like uh if you're out in a situation like that and it's not sunny and you're by yourself and you try to do something like mm-hmm. you know adventurous or whatever like that could it could it was i didn't understand how shocking it would be to my system now right. i feel like i'm a very seasoned swimmer used to teach swimming and all that stuff and it could take you by surprise real quick right. so 100 man i don't know that's definitely a big one why well, sure. i just think about that scenario that was a scenario where we had like a layover day and so our buddy Knowlton decided to make a backcountry sailing boat and that's what Derek right. was chasing after. I and wanted I just to think, tip him. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think if you tipped him, mm. then of course the cooler's going to fall out and land on your head and then again oh, attack. Again with the cooler. coolers. Again, again so with the coolers. You're risking your life with those coolers every single time. I don't know how you do it. Oh, so, let, the, let the put you in a cooler. <laughs> <laughs> what? Not on the list. Not on the list. All right. Okay. The number one way that you could possibly down the trail, most common backcountry. Wait, 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 wait. Were you surprised this was number one or not? No, but I'll tell you what I was surprised by really? is what's not on the list. We're going to talk about what's not on the list okay. here in a moment. But okay. no, I wasn't surprised because this is this seems obvious. It does, I, mean, I don't know. With, with backpackers, it's falling, folks. It's falling. falling. It's, falling. you know, you're you're scrambling for a mountain peak. You're doing something that's class four. You, yep. uh, you, you know, you grab something that's slippery. You step on something that's slippery. You fall. I don't know. You're on a steep trail and you tumble off the edge. I, I don't know. But falling is the most common way that people die. And I guess technically I fell when I fell into the Yosemite Falls. I, I slipped on the rock and I slid into mm. the waterfall zone. Mm-hmm. So that could have been me. He had some he had some target shoes with bad traction too. So target maybe shoes, that's right. you got to go back to REI. I was barefoot, but sure. Either way. And so, yeah, so falling in terms of how to avoid that, I think if you're somebody who's who's taking the risk and climbing like 14ers in Colorado or, or, or scrambling at peaks, you're the one that's most at risk. Mm-hmm. All right, so just taking proper precautions and using ropes where necessary. Mm-hmm. But for your average backpacker who aren't doing that, like this is probably not going to be an issue for you. So if anything, shouldn't people feel better about this? Like if they're like, oh, I'm not going to have a problem with that or that or that. I'm going to survive the trail. Hmm. I, I would think so. Okay. Are they just cocky like you? Arrogant? Yeah. You're the one that said you weren't concerned about anything. You told me you were unafraid of everything. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not afraid of anything, literally. <laughs> okay. There you have it. Let's talk about what's not on the list, because I think these are okay. people's, people's most common fears. The number one thing has to be predator attacks, right? Like, yeah. Like, How is that? By yeah. a bear, a mountain lion, like a rabbit maybe that's on, like the most. Maybe that's on like the most feared list. Like, what do you yeah, think like what's that are... sound outside your tent? People are concerned about that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, that's true. But that's not, it's so uncommon, it's not even worth talking about. Like, like I actually looked this up. What if you were to get attacked by a predator? Um, what what is the most common predator death, like in the backcountry? Mosquitoes. The, no, no, no. Oh. Predator. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, I think, think I think I'm more afraid of the bugs than anything else. Yeah. Um, well, they're what, on the like, list. That is not. Is relating. it like mountain lion? That's what, that's what I would guess. Or bear, right? Bear. Grizzly bear. No. It's, Marmot. No. Oh. Alligator. <laughs> it is it's alligator east coast uh, watch yeah. out yeah florida zone okay I can okay see so that. so that's not on the list another thing that's not on the list is human attacks because mm. you hear about like a murder that happens in a national park every once in a while but if you average it out over the years it happens so infrequently it's not even close to being the top 10 true true so that is true don't be afraid of your fellow man they're there's a good chance they're nice except except for me right uh another thing people are afraid of i think is like 
you know, they over prepare with their gear. They have their survival mm. kit. They have three mm-hmm. sleeping pads. Mm-hmm. They have, you know, seven sleeping bags. They're like, well, what if this one gets wet? Seven sleeping bags. <laughs> I'm exaggerating, but you get the idea. Wow. They, they overpack because they want to hit every single scenario. So forgotten gear, I guess you can make the case for hypothermia, but for the most part, mm. yeah, calm down. Calm down, Derek, about the gear. Calm down. Yeah. Leave the extra shoes at home, Derek. Yeah. It's yeah. okay if you leave your sleeping pad at home. You can use peat moss, right? Ah, you know, if right? only that trailer didn't pop it out, you know? Actually, it's a funny story. <laughs> We're talking about trailers and uh, things like that. I was on the freeway the other day. Okay. Behind an open bed truck, work truck. and okay. uh, stuff inside? Stuff inside. Okay. And out popped a uh, bucket. Just flew right out. On right, your car? Right onto my car in the freeway. Okay. Did it have a sleeping pad inside the bucket? Interesting. It looked like a REA sleeping pad, actually. Um, problem solved? <laughs> things things fly out of okay. a more secure truck than yeah. a loosely goosey trailer hitch uh, thing that you feel our like, bill had? You is feel it? like a truck with an open bed is more secure than a trailer? <laughs> the trailer was like a rickety old wagon, basically. Anything can fall out of a truck with an open bed. Goodness gracious. Oh, my gosh. I came in here. Put that tailgate up. Point right. is, things fall out. Okay, right. here we go. All right. So, anyway, trying to put your fears to rest, and hopefully that did. And if you were trying to play along and guess the top 10 were, I mm. bet you got a lot of them. So, also mm. not on the list was uh, trip saboteurs, somebody that causes mm. other people's deaths. That wasn't on the list either. True, true. Yeah. That that would contribute, I would think, too. Yeah. So, you know. All right, you got trivia again. I got trivia yeah. again. Again, I'm All gonna right. get my uh, cheater preventer barrier out here. Okay. I like to call it. Let's do trivia right after this. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are fifteen dollars a month when you purchase a three month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Eating better is easy with Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. 
Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Are you looking to be less sore, a stronger climber, or simply faster on the trail? Then check out the Training for Trekking podcast. These bite-sized episodes are full of excellent information that can improve your trail performance. He's specially trained in sports science and strength and conditioning to get your body in the right shape and prepared for adventure. Check out the Training for Trekking podcast wherever you get your podcast. All right, what's the name of your trivia you got this time? Uh, we're going to do something a little different. We've been talking about death and negativity. So the trivia is not about negativity. It's about positivity. Carl. I like it. This will be a challenge for you. So we're going to see if you can handle these three questions. I think you might have already peeked at the answer since we're next to each other, but oh my gosh. we'll see what happens here. Okay, so we got positivity trivia is brought to you by Vacluse Gear. Do you have a lot of sweat equity in your backpack? If you have a soaked back when you hit camp, then it's time to find a better way. Create an airflow gap between your back and your pack with the Vacluse Cool Dry Frame. Don't sweat the big stuff. Check out VacluseGear.com. Mm. All right, what you got? Do it. All right, I got a couple true-false and a multiple choice for you. Are you okay. ready? All right, here we go. I'm nervous. You should be nervous. Uh, all right, true or false? Positive-minded people live longer, according mm. to a nun study. A study by nuns. It's got, it has to be true. It has to be true. You sure? The final answer? <laughs> it's final answer. It is true. It is true. Why would that not be true? I, don't, I, I wanted to start easy. <laughs> so, some of your <laughs> questions are so impossible, <laughs> and that's the one that you throw at me. I nice. wanted to see if I could fake oh you out. Uh, Car, apparently you you can live up to maybe 10 years longer if you have positive emotions and positive thoughts. Okay. I don't know how they figure that Do out. Do you view but. yourself as being that guy? Are you generally positive with people? Yes. With the cashier at the grocery store? Correct. Yes. With the guy returning carts at Costco. <laughs> no, not him, but okay. yeah. All In right. general, yeah. All right. So I'm going to live longer than you. Uh, number two, <laughs> true or false, positivity increases shoulder strength. <laughs> true or false? I would say if it was shoulder endurance maybe, but not shoulder strength. So false, mm. false. Uh, I'll give it to you. I, I think it is true, though, because I think the positive-minded attributes like strengthen you from the inside out but we'll give it to you <laughs> okay. uh one so two nice for okay and then last question is uh part of uh okay let me say part of the brain that's responsible for happiness what is that called is it called the hypothalamus is it called the <laughs> hippocampus is it called the cerebellum or is it called the chili mac with beef lobe uh, <laughs> uh the the campus hippocampus See, yeah, you got it right. That was good. Did yeah. you know that for sure? I, I just recognized it vaguely. But you recognized it. Yeah. Wow, you do read books. I mean, I've heard the other parts, especially the Chili Mac with one. That one's a, it's a serious That part. lobe is no joke. That's no, no joke. joke. It's a no, no joke lobe. It's a no joke lobe. It's a no joke lobe. <laughs> no joke lobe. Three for three back-to-back yeah. trivia. I'm going to have to make them harder. I'll throw in okay. some grams for you next time. All right. And uh, we'll, we'll make do with it. That's yeah. good. Okay. What are you, with tidbits? You got some tidbits? I got, I got some tidbits. So I got, okay. I got two. Keep shuffling around. Thank you. All right, so the first one is, so I'm back out here in California with Derek, so mm, yeah. in case you can't tell for those that are on lucky the audio me. app. And <laughs> it is lucky you. Yes, I gave him a place okay. to stay, everybody. Yeah. He's not a nomad. Uh, reluctantly, he did. But so we're, so anyway, so on the way out from the airport, the airport's not super far away from your REI. Correct. So I swung by. Did you? Yeah. 
And? I went to the Tustin REI in Did you California. try to look for one? For Chris? <laughs> <laughs> you did. I did. I You're did. so weird. I did. You're so um, weird. Did you find them? I didn't find them. Uh, I, I found four people that worked in the department, and uh, three of them asked if I needed help. I was really impressed with the customer service. It's great out here. It is great out here. Mm -hmm. And then I found one guy that kind of like fit the description, and, then, and he was helping somebody, so I kind of like awkwardly walked by him multiple times trying to look at his name tag, and I was like, ah, uh, that's not Chris. Did you just ask, where's Chris? Uh, you didn't, did you? No, I didn't. Yeah, smart. No, he probably he might have been there in the back. Why don't you just ask somebody where he is? You know what? I'm, I'm flying out tomorrow. I'll swing back by. Are we ever going to hear from that guy again, you think? Well, it's up to us to invite him, and the fact that you live next to him and have done nothing. No, to we we talked to him. Remember, he said like I'm, I'd be up for that, but yeah. he wasn't. It was a bad get, time. It's up to us to circle back. Okay. Just fine. to clarify, what this story is all about for those that are new to the show is that this is a guy that helped Derek years ago buy a backpack, and he suggested Derek buy a bigger pack. Derek said no, bought a day pack that he's been using ever since. Thirty six liter. Derek's told the story about fifteen times, and 20. so I wanted to get the guy on the show to talk through this, but um, Derek has done. Little to nothing helps oh, out. That's not true, folks. That's just not true, folks. Well, how many times do you see when you go to REI? Like, how frequently? How frequently do I go to REI? I don't know. It's like 40 minutes away from me. Yeah, it's far. Yeah, it's far. How, so you go once a year, twice a year? A couple go? times, two, three times a year. So we're in season six, my friend. Mm -hmm. So you just figure mm -hmm. you, had, you got your phone with you. Just bust it up. But we didn't start pursuing him until, what, season three? Yeah, okay. So three years. You've had three, three or four years. Ish. Yeah. Yeah, so we finally tracked him down, and then he said, this isn't like the best time for me. So I guess we could have circled back. We just kind of got busy with that. We, things. you, you live here. Me, I don't live here. I haven't seen him, though. Okay. Since we asked him. For, for three years. It wasn't three years. <laughs> <laughs> That's when the topic came up. I think it was like a year and a half or two ago. Okay. Okay. And then I didn't go on last year's trip, right? So there you go. So no All need right. to go to REI. So then uh, here we are. All right. So this year, I could probably go see him. You're welcome. I got one more tidbit. Okay. All right. So our March Patreon episode is called Each mm. Piece of Gear Should Have Two Uses. Mm. It's time to bust that myth. Mm. All right. So we got, that's actually a full episode that we were intending to release as a reg regular episode and it just didn't work out that way with our scheduling. Right. This is a full blown, awesome episode that our lovely Patreon subscribers are going to get. And we would encourage you to join the family. We would love to have you. Yeah. That'd be awesome. All right. That is all I got. That's all I got. Guys, uh, it's been a pleasure as always. If you need a nice chest to stick your uh, buddy in, I got some tips for you. We'll see you next time. So, yeah, there, there, there is a, I know it was top 10. We talked about, you know, number 11. There is like a number zero, though. <laughs> that's above falling and uh i've i almost succumbed to it it was uh you know you, it's usually when you're in the tent and it's uh it's called hiker companion gas bubbles and uh my buddy here let me tell you he can unload some serious heat and thank the lord you know i had like the little window on my side of the tent otherwise i wouldn't be here right now